0: Welcome to the Soul Talks Podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry
1: to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Thanks for joining this episode of Soul Talks. And Today, we're going to be talking about uh, living in the joy of perpetual wonder. Wouldn't you love your life to be defined by that statement? I love that to be uh, the description of my life, The people look at me and say, Bill just lives with the joy of perpetual wonder as he follows Jesus. And this is inspired by the life of Abraham uh, from the Old Testament and referred to often in the New Testament. For instance, in Hebrews eleven eight, Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. And so that was his faith, uh, and yet it, it wasn't a blind faith, it wasn't a leap in the dark, that's a sort of a romantic notion, but it was a very uh, robust, uh, rock-solid faith because it was built on spiritual knowledge. So even though Abraham didn't know where he was going, he didn't know how to get to the promised land, he knew the Lord who was with him, and he knew the Lord's voice, and he knew that God kept showing up in his life uh, in miraculous ways in, in in small ways. Prophet later described as a still small voice, but he had an interactive relationship with God that was his knowledge that was uh, as real as the chemistry tables and the math tables, and that that's what we're into uh, as followers of Jesus. We're into reality, the the real life relationship with God. It's unseen. Uh, but it is real. And so Abraham had that knowledge and his faith was based on that. So as he went out on his journey, he was always, uh, we talked last week about hope as anticipating good from God. And we talked about hope before faith because hope is really, uh, Paul teaches in Colossians, hope is the source of faith. When we anticipate good from God, that's what builds up our faith or our trust in God. Uh, In all of these, Hope and faith are really based on this interactive relationship with God, this revelation of God through his word and through ways that God manifests himself, which we're calling spiritual knowledge.
0: So one of the things that's really key for us in this and is to remember, like you're talking about Abraham, that he was able to venture forth on God because he remembered his past experiences with God. And scripture tells us often to remember what God's done. And as I remember what what God's done or what I know to be true about God or how I've experienced God, it feeds that wonder that you're talking about. It feeds that faith. It feeds that expectation of good from God that we were talking about last week.
1: Yeah, and uh, this is relational. We're talking about our intimacy with God, our um, life in the Spirit of Galatians 5.25, one of my favorite Bible verses, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That's the theme verse for the stage of faith that we call Spirit-led ministry. That's the S stage in the Christ stages of faith that we teach in our book, Journey of the Soul. And that, that S stage is what so many of us on this podcast are learning to live into. Uh, time and again, as we talk with people in Soul Shepherding, especially in our Soul Shepherding Institute retreat communities, we're in this inner journey of a deepening intimacy with God, uh, a healing, maybe a renewal from, from a burnout. Uh, and this I stage, inner journey stage, uh, can flow into in god's time into the s stage of spirit-led ministry and so this uh, growing intimacy with god goes hand in hand with this life of wonderment of anticipating what what good thing will god do next if i'll just be faithful and keep following the lord and taking taking this step and prioritizing my my intimacy with God and my my submission to the Lord my my soul care in the context of following Jesus if I will prioritize that which is all uh, inner journey stuff i stage stuff then God will birth in me uh, a a renewal of an outflow of fruitful ministry and so i've lived through a few cycles of this as we cycle th- we all cycle through these stages in different back and forth ways and It's been so encouraging to me to learn to trust that, that uh, when I'm feeling dry or if I've hit a wall, that, okay, I need to do more inner journey work. I need to be emotionally honest. I need to press in closer to the Lord who's pressing in closer to me. And I need need some, uh, pull back some on my output and really nurture uh, the soul. Uh, And then I see, you know, sure enough, God uh, replenishes and renews and revitalizes. And then there's fresh ministry that comes out of that
0: and the other thing that seems to be really key to that from my experience and, and seeing it in your journey and others is this enthralling our mind with jesus worshiping recognizing god and his goodness and setting our mind on that reminding ourselves of god's goodness so that we can we can worship him and and we Awaken ourselves that can can get so numbed out or distracted in this world We awaken ourselves to God and his goodness in our desperation for him
1: Yeah, I I do that every day with, with something I, I read in the scripture or one of the classic writers of devotion or my conversations with you Christy or another friend uh, I'm always looking for uh, uh, People that help me to more deeply love Jesus and Uh, follow the spirit of the Lord in all that I do and we need that it's like you can't clap with one hand you need two hands and we need each other
0: yeah that's one of the reasons why testimonies are so encouraging stories of of other people's life with God why we need to be in relationship with people that are alive in their life with God and are are interacting with God and are venturing on God and um, having having testimonies and experiences with God that they're that they're sharing, and that we share those.
1: Yeah, so this life of wonderment, uh, uh, Oswald Chambers writes in his, uh, My Atmos for His Highest, one of the difficulties in Christian work is this question, what do you expect to do? You do not know what you're going to do. The only thing you know is that God knows what he is doing. Continually revise your attitude towards God And see if it is a going out of everything, trusting in God entirely. It is this attitude that keeps you in perpetual wonder. You do not know what God is going to do next. Each morning you wake up, it is to be a going out, like Abraham, building in confidence on God
0: and sometimes that going out is exciting and adventurous and we feel strong in faith and hope uh, i am very very positive and secure in god and other times it's it's a sheer choice of the will and it's taking courage and it's scary and it feels very precarious and we might might feel like we're that tightrope walker and we're afraid of falling, and we've gotta keep our eyes on Jesus, or we will fall. But we get tempted to try to look at safety nets.
1: Yeah, I like the exciting part. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) I like the starting out with uh, optimism, and fresh ideas, and a new opportunity. Um, But that other part of it, which is the longer part of um, uh, running the marathon, and keep putting one foot in front of the other, Uh, is really important. And we get tested, I get tested uh, repeatedly in specific projects or endeavors to be tested. And when you've got um, uh, a deep conviction that, no, what I'm doing is good, and I have reason to believe that God has led me to do this, uh, that is super helpful as a North Star. But then right alongside of that, maybe even more important is this what you were talking about christy that god is with me and trusting that god is with me and leaning into that so that in in the context of what i'm doing uh, i am growing in my dependence on the lord uh, seeking to be submitted to him and his will and to and to flow in his love to receive his love and share his love with others and through all this, uh, it's my, as as we say in the Apprentice Prayer, it's part of um, our book, Your Best Life in Jesus, Easy Yoke, uh, which had a devotional that went out on that. Maybe you saw in our Soul Shepherding devotional email. goes out every week. But in the Apprentice Prayer, we pray, you know, my life, Jesus, it's your school of discipleship for teaching me. And so that's what I do in these situations where when I run out of sort of the happy positivity of the new thing or uh, the excitement of it. I'm not in that phase and I'm in the kind of plodding along uh, and the trials that come along, Uh, but to remember, okay, my life is Jesus' school of discipleship and uh, the Lord's with me and I have an opportunity to relate with the Lord and to receive his love and to love him and to honor Jesus in all that I do and to let that spill over in how I treat people, uh, to love people well. And through all this, I, I, I'm learning and I'm growing. And so that is a great source of meaning, uh, hope, strength, joy. It's in that interactive relationship with the Lord as I do what I'm doing.
0: I love that. I have a friend, Bill, who got the email on Tuesday and then she lost it like we often easily do after we read an email. And so she reached back out and she said, hey, could you help, could you help me find that apprentice prayer again? Hmm. And so I sent it to her again and then she texted me. She said this morning as I was walking, I found myself worrying over my grandchild and specific concerns that I couldn't solve in his life. I checked my heart and thought, this is how I felt when I was depressed years ago. Then she says, no kidding within a millisecond and without thought, I found my heart saying the apprentice prayer. I love you. I love you, Jesus. Mm. And with another millisecond it completely changed everything my heart lightened and expanded and has stayed in his love all day
1: i pray the apprentice prayer, prayer every day it's not just a prayer in, in a book i wrote It's my life and that, that prayer god used that um to birth my spiritual renewal at age 40 that was uh, so such so pivotal and life-changing for me and has just continued to ricochet on through my life in the years since then and into soul shepherding as well.
0: And what one of the things I love so much about that chair, that prayer is it is it starts with this enthrallment of Jesus, and that's what she experienced there. She turned her mind towards the greatness of God and Jesus with her, her love for Jesus, um, not just her love for her grandson whose circumstances she didn't have power or control over in the area of the fear, but as she turned her mind to the wonderment of Jesus, like we're talking about, it released her from the the grip of that despair that she she was feeling. And it helped her put her confidence that God, who loves her grandson, too, is active mm-hmm. and with her and not done yet with this. And I think that's what we're talking about here. It was a, a she, she was waking up to the God with her. Mm-hmm who she loved and who loves her and who loves her grandson.
1: Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that story and appreciate that friend reaching out to you. Um, The first word in the apprentice prayer is Jesus. Jesus, I love you. And the last word in the apprentice prayer is Jesus. And um, seeking to uh, lead people to follow you, Jesus. Amen. And so i i love that it is it is a a prayer of enthrallment to jesus it's a prayer of submission to god Uh, and it's very much a prayer that's in keeping with this idea we're talking about today on perpetual wonder this life of keeping in step with the spirit that requires a deep life of worship uh, reverence adoration and affection for god uh, a deep submission to god Mm -hmm. as the lord as the king as my life leader, uh, and, and then this relational process orientation. So uh, friends who are listening and tell you a story that I've never uh, probably told before. Uh, so when Christian and I were first married, we lived in a very small guest house. that was a one-room guest house.
0: 10 feet by 13 feet.
1: Yeah, and um, it was our honeymoon suite. And it was it was fun to have nothing, <laughs> both in graduate school at the same time, and you know just paying three hundred dollars a month or something for this place. And but we were wallpapering it, and <laughs> um, which that's a trial. We uh, didn't
0: actually. It was a rental, so we were stapling up a sheet because we couldn't affix wallpaper because we had to be able to take it down and not have damage. Yeah,
1: yeah. well. <laughs> So, but just try, try doing that when you're newly married and not have some conflict. <laughs> so is if you've been listening to this podcast, you probably have an idea of our personalities that I'm a type A go-getter and um, Enneagram one perfectionist and a driver and want to do things with excellence and finish them. And I'm all about the goal. And uh, Christy, you're wonderfully uh, type B, and uh, relational, and process-oriented, and want to enjoy the moment, and I mean, you also do excellent work, but you, you're...
0: Uh, but I, I just want to love. I, <laughs> I just want to enjoy our love, and yeah. The and we all <laughs> appreciate that
1: about you. That is so such a blessing. And so we're, we're putting up the uh, sheets and so I'm
0: excited. We're like playing house. Like we're newly married and I get to like play with my man and make our home. And
1: <laughs> I was unintentionally uh e-oring some of that spirit in you.
0: <laughs> you wanted to get it right. You wanted to get it done.
1: <laughs> and you wanted to take a break and go for ice cream. And I just thought that was preposterous and ridiculous because <laughs> my whole mentality was we'll finish the job and then we can go for ice cream. And so we were discussing that with some tension uh, in, in the heat of standing on ladders and stapling and trying to get up this paper and everything, uh, these sheets, of, these, uh, sheets. and uh, you, you blurted out, well, Bill, it, it, if the process isn't enjoyable, the goal isn't worth it, and I just thought, how could that, whoever thought of such a thing? <laughs> Nothing's more important than a goal. Uh, but you who I,
0: run marathons, you're miserable for 26 miles to get to that goal, of the finish line.
1: 26.2 miles.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't get those words out of my mind. I kept thinking about it and, and I decided, no, there's some truth to that. And, and I, I need to be more that way. <laughs> so all that story illustrates this point about the, our lives are really about the journey, and if you're listening to this podcast around the time that we're recording it at the start of the new year here, uh, you know, this is a time that a lot of us uh, wonderfully we reflect on our lives. We set goals. It's very important to do. Uh, some of us refer to that as resolutions, um, but a, a lot of times we get too caught up in that resolution or that goal or that outcome. And so one of the things that we learned from Dallas Willard is the power of abandoning outcomes. And that is also in the apprentice prayer, uh, looking at our day ahead and relinquishing the day to the Lord and uh, not trying to make things happen. And that demeanor of trusting that God is at work in all the situations of our life and that I'm going to do my best in what I do today, uh, but I'm not going to trust my best. I'm going to trust God. That's the demeanor of abandoning outcomes and that's the demeanor of this life of perpetual wonder where we're continually looking to see what God will do. And uh, one of my great heroes in this, I tell this story in our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats, but it's the life of Frank LeBocq. And he's just amazing. We we refer to him a number of times and some of his writings, like his, uh, his classic book, Letters by a Modern Mystic. But uh, he was a missionary in the Philippines uh, 100 years ago, about uh, to the Muslims. And and it went into a tribe of people that were uh, really uh, brutal and savage and had not yet been civilized. And nobody wanted to travel to this area because of this tribe. But uh, Frank Laboc went there, <laughs> brought his family there, and gave his life to uh, sharing Jesus with them. And uh, to make a long story short, he, he learned how to minister to them was not so much by. Uh, sharing the gospel in traditional ways as much as it was through relationships of uh, listening and loving and serving. And that prominently ended up featuring teaching them how to read because so many of them were illiterate. And so he, he won their favor. And then they came to his church and they came to Jesus. But the center point of how that happened was his own intimacy with God, his own prayer life. And the walks he would take up Signal Hill with his dog Tip, and he would he would talk to God, and he would listen to God. He had a conversation in his prayer times, and the Lord led him to this way of ministry and to teaching the illiterate people uh, how to read, and uh, to loving them and serving them. Uh, and uh, he, he his life became an adventure, and that's what he wrote about in letters by a modern mystic, in letters. These are letters that he wrote to his dad as he was experimenting with how, how do I practice God's presence on the mission field uh, with all these challenges that I have. And he'd been feeling like such a failure and so depressed. And then he came into this whole new life that was very much this spirit-led ministry life that we're talking about, this life of wonderment and uh, anticipating what will God do next. and I mean, he just didn't think he was any, anything special at all in terms of his gifting and his training. But God used him to become a counselor to kings of nations and presidents of of countries around the world just because he was faithful with little and God kept giving him more. And his life story is that it was all uh, this uh, adventure of walking in step with the Spirit through the ups and the downs uh, and trusting in God, loving God, being loved by God, uh, doing his best to hear the still small voice of the Lord and taking the next step and seeing what God would do and so that's, that's the key of how, how we want to live, is we're, we're looking at making changes in our life or, or improvements. It's really about the journey. Uh, and so they're really, I, I couldn't see it uh, at 23 years old quite, but they're really something true that if the process isn't enjoyable, the goal's not worth it. I mean, as important as goals are, if we're not in a process, a relational journey, that, that we're finding meaning and joy in uh, the, the reaching goals and achieving things ends up falling flat because the ultimate goal is this life of intimacy with God, this journey with Jesus, this adventure in the Holy Spirit.
0: Rejoicing in the Lord, yeah, enjoying his presence always with us. So friends, we would love to journey with you in this. and help each other with this. Yeah, let's go deeper.
1: We've got these podcasts, which is wonderful, but come into our Institute retreats and let's go deeper with Jesus and emotional health and loving leadership uh, in person, in the flesh.
0: And if you don't get our weekly devotional emails, go to soulshepherding.org and subscribe, get that encouragement. in your email every week as well as some links and information of other things that Soul Shepherding has to offer you, to encourage you, and to help you to enjoy this faith walk with Jesus this year.
1: Oh, Jesus, thank you for the great honor it is to know you, to be loved by you, and love you, and that you put us into relationship with one another. Thank you, Lord, for each one of our friends listening and praying now. Bless them, encourage them in their life, Lord, in their family in their work and their ministry strengthen them up lord help them to hear your voice and your fresh call as to how they can serve you Uh, and maybe as a spiritual director or what they learn about the ministry of spiritual direction applied to their work applied to their ministry and their relationships lord and just pray god that you would help us to live in your joy uh, live with hope like we've been talking about this week and last week uh, and and live this uh, adventure in which spiritually uh, we know you uh, in a deep way and it gives us an unshakable confidence that you are good and you are doing good things in our lives and even when we're suffering and we're not feeling the good we know it's there and we know it will be manifest and so we praise you for that lord and help us to be have the the, the quality of soul friend relationships lord that we can be nourished and strengthened in our faith to live this life of adventure and increasing intimacy with you and participating in your redemption even when we're disappointed or discouraged or we're suffering or we're, we're feeling alone lord but when we have a friend that's following jesus with us so helpful and christian and I are so thankful that in a way we get to be a friend to the one who's listening and so thank you lord In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend and leave us a review where you listen to podcasts.
1: Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.